How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From the number one Sunday Times bestselling author of Her Majesty's Royal Coven comes the stunning sequel, The Shadow Cabinet. Join the witches of Hebden Bridge for more magic, mayhem, and romance as they take on dangerously sexy warlocks and witchfinders. Available in hardback and audiobook, narrated by Bridgerton star Nicola Coughlin. The Shadow Cabinet, the new novel from Juno Dawson, is out now. Welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly Sex in the City podcast, where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. You are listening to Little Spoon, Tuna Dawson, and The Black Shot, um, Dylan B. Jones. Hi, Dylan. Oh, so I eat the black one first. So I swallow. You eat the black one first. <laughs> And then it explodes in your mouth, and then you lick the little spoon. The most erotic eating of Michelin star food I've ever seen since Nigella fed Anthony Bourdain a scotch egg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could have also been, one of us was almost shoe the cat. I was going to say, um, yeah, shoe. Shoe, shoe the cat <laughs> and the weird wet patch on Carrie's ceiling. Um I, I'm with Carrie. We're having issues with mysterious wet patches in the flat we're hoping to buy as well. Oh, really? Um, oh, there's always... And a... no, Carrie should not leave it for Lizette to worry about, actually. She should fucking get it fixed. Um, yes, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, you join us for the last supper, part two, entree. Um, the last ever episode of And Just Like That. Oh, wait. Maybe not. It's not. It's not. In fact, definitely <laughs> not. Um, it's definitely what you want about. Oh, Dylan, let's, for context, we suspect Dylan might have had COVID this week. So <laughs> your experience of watching this episode was probably stranger than most people's experience. I'm off of my watching. tits. I'm off my tits on Lemsip. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, much better now. <laughs> um, yeah, our Instagram, let me tell you, has been Whew. popping off this week, as everyone knows by now. We're coming back for a third season. 
<laughs> nervous frozen laughter <laughs> just well we'll get into it let's yeah. talk about season three at the end of this episode okay. because there's there's so much to say and also not very much to say but um in that in that dylan dylan i'm sure does have a potted synopsis but um we it's very easy to describe but go on dylan open the pot i was gonna say it's a mere Souffle. It's Naya's souffle rather than a potted synopsis this week because mm-hmm. everyone goes to Carrie's for dinner. That's the uh, thing. And that but, is the whole. Uh, but but it's as I hoped. Do you remember last week? I thought I said I hope mm-hmm. that, the, that the final episode is just everyone going at it at dinner. Um, and most of it yeah. was. And I do love stuff like this because I love a film that's like reminiscent of a play. So like that mm-hmm. film. I think it's just called The Party with Kristen Scott Thomas. Um, just feel mm. just acting, you know. I mean, and we have varying degrees of acting abilities in this cast, but um, <laughs> but you know, acting—it's nice, it's good. Um, I think I think the the biggest problem with this episode is that there is no Lily Lily Goldenblatt, yeah, our favorite character. Prob- God, imagine if it had been the last episode, but it's not. But imagine at the end, had. Carrie finds that Shu has disappeared, and then it cuts to Lily like ominously wearing, wearing shoe <laughs> as a stole around her shoulders <laughs> off to like a fucking off to Nobu. <laughs> yeah. um, my res, my res um, at Nobu. Before, before um, we get into it, I um, have always thought we should do something special for our 100th episode. So I did some calculations and it turns out mm. our 100th episode was... The February the fourteenth episode three weeks ago, where oh. Naya, Naya eats her souffle. So now we know why Naya was eating her souffle. She was celebrating to celebrate <laughs> our, the one hundredth episode of So I Got. Yeah, speaking. not counting the tra- not <gasps> counting the trailers. Oh, Dylan! I know, crazy. <laughs> and I was like, for fuck's sake, I've gone with Aiden's coat and Naya's souffle, but it was also the one where we talked about Barbie, so that like sets it apart. Mm. Sets it apart. Although now I'm sort of thinking a hundred hours of our life. <laughs> and I did calculations like ages ago at the beginning, but and as it has done with so many things, and just like that threw it mm-hmm. off kilter. Because when we were doing the OG mm. show, I think it was gonna be a really good one in season six that was gonna be um our one hundredth episode. Oh splat. Yeah, I think it was like a really good one. But anyway, yeah, there okay. we go. Anyway, happy anniversary, <laughs> Dylan. Hello, love. Um, okay, yes. so let's tackle it as best we can, given that we have so many over overlapping mm. plots. So my general vibe, having just come straight from the episode, you join us. Me fresh. too. It's Thursday morning. It's Thursday morning right now for us. Um, we, we were both very, very keen to see it, obviously, before the internet ruined it for us. So let's, actually, let's just start with Samantha Jones. Annabelle Bronstein got a name drop. Annabelle Bronstein! <laughs> were you doing an accent? Who's Samantha? I'm Annabelle <laughs> Bronstein from India. I did, like, even though I saw, because obviously we see her name first on the phone um, mm-hmm. when Carrie yeah. gets the phone out of her pocket. And even though I knew I was seconds away from seeing Kim Cattrall's face, when I saw Kim Cattrall's face, let me tell you, I screamed. I'm sure Clara Amfo screamed at home on her sofa. I'm sure lots of people screamed. Um, Mm -hmm. The 
I, I like props to Kim Cattrall for having the sheer cheek. She really did only come back for 30 seconds. Like, I mean, she phoned she it literally in. phoned it literally. in. I mean, that's kind of genius. It is genius. And I what I especially love is the flex to insist on being styled by Patricia I Field. I know. When we couldn't see her from the waist down. She was... Patricia Field styled half her body. I bet her and Patricia Field had a right old cackle when they were, like, styling. And I bet they... And I wonder what Patricia Field got for styling half of Kim I wonder Cattrall's what Kim Cattrall got. Like, I mean, but I was thinking... I bet Kim is fucking pissed off now that a third season has been announced because I bet part of the hook was Michael Patrick King. Was it the yeah, last Michael ever Patrick King yeah. saying like, "Look, there's no danger of us. We're not going to bother you after this. Like, this is the the mm-hmm. f- finale, finale. Just come back, like, say goodbye to the character, and now season three. Here we go again. <laughs> mm. Strange, strange, yeah, because if it was the last episode ever, in some ways, actually, if this was the last episode ever, I would feel like, okay, I'm going to set a lily on the grave. (laughs) (laughs) Not that lily. (laughs) I will set a floral lily upon the grave of I'm just like that. Everything feels very resolved. I strongly believe this episode was written with the assumption it was the last ever Mm. episode. But it turns out it's HBO Max's best ever show. Now, obviously, HBO Max has had significant issues. It did not launch the way they hoped it would launch. From what I understand, it's struggling. Mm. Um, And so I can can completely understand why HBO Max is right behind and just like that, if it is the jewel in its crown. Um, But I believe Michael Patrick King wrote this episode on the understanding it was the last ever one. Yeah. Everything about this script says last ever episode. Yeah, like... Um, and we can get into this properly. I think he does a pretty good job. I think it's, yes. it's a pretty good episode. And considering just how many, I mean, fair enough, he's like digging his own, his own the way out of a grave that he dug for himself. Mm. <laughs> like, let's be honest. But like, yeah. he does a pretty good job. Um, there are some major criticisms, but we can we can get into that. So my big criticism, and it's an overarching one, which is Carrie gives this big speech at her organised fun yeah. <laughs> dinner party. We'll, we'll come to that in a second. But um, she gives this big speech about what she wants to let go of expectation. But what I will say is every single thing that happened in this episode was so heavily foreshadowed, we could have guessed this a mile off. Yeah, true, actually. Like, you know, let's just uh, cut, cutting to the chase. Aiden essentially leaves Carrie... Yeah. Um. In you know, as soon as Wyatt was a little cunt to Carrie on Facetime, I was like, "Oh, Aiden's gonna have to break up with Carrie because his son will not accept." Yeah, him. we did predict that as a we predicted that as a possibility, didn't we? For sure. Yeah. Because and it and because also I think we were like, "Well, why introduce this drama with the kids if they're mm-hmm. gonna like why do it at this as Catherine Kim would say at this light stage if." They're mm-hmm. going to just stay together. Um, by the same token, though, I was like, thank God. Like, as soon as Aiden um, was like, come and sit down. Sat I was like, down, yes, yeah. thank God. Thank God. Um, I don't know. I wonder what listeners think. I think listeners. I wonder if they filmed two endings, maybe. Potentially, yeah. Potentially. Mm, if, if, if it had truly been the last, last episode, I think we might have had Aiden saying, 
why it just has to go. Yeah, over. and this <laughs> and this um, it reminded me because filming two endings is like they do that to like keep things secret and stuff. Yeah, this seeing Samantha just to go back quickly. We said uh, mm. we said when it got announced, like, and it, uh, quite a few listeners said it as well, like, oh, it's such a shame they didn't keep it a secret because imagine that imagine like suddenly seeing Kim Cattrall I mean it's probably a good thing because seeing that when I'm ill I probably would have just passed out died, died. yeah, yeah died. Um, <laughs> why of what of what did Dylan die well Kim, Kim Cattrall, Cattrall. <laughs> yeah case closed no need for a coroner's court yeah just we understand it. um but yeah so it just it just felt like and each of their plot points felt oddly kind of like as soon as we saw joy from the bbc we were like oh, oh it's a love interest from Miranda. oh yeah yeah um you and know, then it ends yeah that um, montage tucson as well the weird casting casting an actor who has the cv that gary dernan has um yeah you know why would you cast him for a one-off so when he rematerialized i was like oh here we go kind of um so yeah it, it all feels a little bit expected yeah um yeah. which is which is interesting You're right there were no big shocks um no. i was really disappointed when i i need to stop falling into this trap with kim cattrall like and samantha i keep having to <laughs> i think because i'm so attached to the character and to kim cattrall i love mm. her so much um mm. i always have unrealistic expectations like right to the end i was convinced she was going to show up um in, in you know in on set <laughs> Oh wow! No, Dylan. No, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, because I we, weirdly that fun call would have had way more impact at the end of season one. Yes, if because we we long suspected that all those text messages maybe were going mm. somewhere, um, and then obviously Carrie sort of reconciles with Samantha off screen, which is very strange. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it just it feels. I'm not sure. I buy where things are left between Carrie and Aiden. The whole, what, Carrie's going to wait five years, which feels very arbitrary as well. Like, kind of, I can only do this in five years' time. So if by some bizarre reason you haven't seen the episode or you just enjoy listening. Actually, there are listeners who just listen to us but don't watch there the are listeners. So in the <laughs> There episode, are listeners who shout out to you guys and we don't blame you. Who have given up on that and just like that, but not on us, which is lovely. <laughs> you know, that is that is the greatest of confidence. You are our friends. Thank you. Um to, so in context, Wyatt last week um crashed his car while on the influence of magic mushrooms, yeah. which Aiden rather naively where you, says, Where do you even get them? I don't know. The ground. Uh, also Aiden. Like- the ground. Also, like, sort of every other tenth person person in New York will know how to get magic mushrooms. Yes. Like, wow, God, if only, if only I knew where a mushroom came from. <laughs> but anyway, um, so Wyatt, Wyatt crashed a car while on the influence of magic mushrooms, and Aiden tells Carrie that his loyalty must come to his children, and he needs to be there for Wyatt, Therefore, he is putting Carrie on ice for five years until Wyatt is no longer a teenager. Until Wyatt, so that's until Wyatt's Bizarre. like 19. I think Wyatt needs to, like, yes, Wyatt clearly has some issues, but Wyatt needs to, like, mm-hmm. grow the fuck up, basically. 
Well, my question for you, Dylan, and our mm. listeners is, could Aiden have just let Wyatt die? <laughs> he has two other children. Yeah, he's got two. <laughs> I do not have children myself. <laughs> Maybe if somebody out there has three children, because I think it's quite specific, if one of your children was stopping you from having a love life, would you let that child die? <laughs> Stop Specifically stopping you from dating Carrie fucking Bradshaw. The love of your life. Yeah. One of the two loves of but your life. I don't um, know. Like, it's a bit of a cheeky narrative tool, isn't it? Because, like, five years narratively is the perfect amount of time. Because, like, for the functions of the show, if there were to be a third season, which they didn't know at the time, I think. Oh, my God. You don't think they're threatening us with five more seasons? <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe. You never know now. I think now that we're in three, it's like Wild West territory. There could be any amount. Um they could be 24, like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> the L Word Generation Q managed three seasons. Maybe that's maybe that's the lifespan you get as a comeback TV show. Yeah, and also, like, modern TV shows seem to have less of a... Because, you know, like, network television, it used to just go on and on and on forever, mm. didn't it? On like, Succession on. was yeah. four, and that was, that was good. Mm. Um, Enough. Yeah. White Lotus. I feel like White Lotus has only got one or two more seasons in it, probably. Yeah. Um... But yeah, fucking hell. We'll see. <sighs> breathe in, breathe I was, out. <laughs> I was going to say <gasps> something else about Aiden. We saw his bum briefly. Side we did. Butt. And we saw quite a lot of SJP as well. More than usual. Yeah, they did segs. Segs is back on sex. the menu. She had yeah. sex. Um, but oh, I was saying it the TikTok way. Segs. So you don't get banned off of They TikTok. were ticking and talking, as, uh, as, <laughs> as Ravi said. <laughs> Do people pull on TikTok? I understand Instagram is a hotbed of sliding into DMs. I'm not sure people really pull through TikTok. I can't imagine you would because it's very random, isn't it? Like, it's not like you're going to... It's very outward yeah, facing. Yeah, and like yeah. you're not going to know... Because Instagram is because you know people. You know them. Usually they live in like yeah. a similar, the same city or whatever. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Again, listeners, have you ever hooked up via, via TikTok? TikTok? Please let us know via well, Instagram. Because we're too old. <laughs> because we, have, we haven't got a TikTok. we're too old to be on TikTok, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, so Carrie weirdly accepts this strange proposal of the five-year time frame. Yeah. Um, but that does rather beg the question, if Carrie isn't going to be dating, what the fuck is the next series going to be about? Like, this is a genuine question. If Carrie isn't single, so if she's holding out for Aiden honestly what is the next season about yeah that was an actual question Dylan I, I require she's not an dating she's not writing she's not what's she doing she's not doing anything she might have to make a cake <laughs> and she's not she's not really done a lot this no season. she's mostly just faffed around with everyone else she's like gone and chatted mm. to everyone else most of the time um, shagged Aiden, shagged mm. uh, the podcast guy, shagged the tech bro. Yes, shagged the tech bro. So she's a, From she's the done synagogue. quite a lot of shagging actually for cat by Carrie's standards. But Carrie's love life is what propels this show forward. Yeah. So what what has the only as a scriptwriter the only possible outcome is to introduce someone oh. new oh. who is as charismatic as. Aiden, so Carrie is tempted. Shoe, the kitten. That's who it is. Carrie's new. What, Carrie. Shoe, the kitten, turns into a man? 
Um, wow, that's that's giving. It's giving. What's it, Lady Hawk? Yeah. It's giving Manama. But you're right. You're right. It's gonna have to be. Well, I think it is going to have to be something that's not romance related. So, like, one of her books gets adapted into a film, and she has to oversee the film or something. Oh, that was the plot of I know, season Jenny. five. Spoiler: It did not go Jenny well. Jackson, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would mm. love to do an L word rewatch actually, but it's not. I've looked before; it's not anywhere at the moment. It is. It's on Freebie, uh, Dylan. You can watch it with ads on Amazon oh. Prime. Okay, good to know. Um, <laughs> I was a Jenny Schechter stan, very controversially. Oh, 100%. I was the only one. I mean, God, maybe, maybe that's our follow-up. <laughs> when we finish, although, again, HBO just not letting us finish at this point. Do you know what? The end was so nearly in sight. We had 10 <laughs> episodes and two movies left. Our podcast... The end was in sight. Our podcast sight. producer, Martin, sent us last week's episode. And he was like, almost there, guys. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then season three. I really hope... I really hope Martin has seen there's going to be a series three. Because otherwise, if this podcast is breaking it to him... <laughs> um, <laughs> right now. It's desk right now, just like downing a... Just Glass crying, yeah. Just, <laughs> God, I've got to listen to Juno Dawson sniffing for at least one more year. And me Jesus vaping, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, um, while we're on Carrie, what uh-huh. in the TARDIS is going on with that apartment? Like, is it... <laughs> well, she must have taken the bed out in order to get. She must have. Oh, actually, yeah, because there's that long. It sort of it is open plan, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I was thinking the bedroom's a separate room, but it's not, is it? No. Okay, that kind of. So it's it's a stu- she has a very complicated studio apartment. Yeah, basically. true. Because the two doors in the bathroom as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did actually really. I thought this was very clever and cool. Actually, um, for once, a really big positive for from me for and just like that. I thought it was genius. Like the scenes in her apartment, like. The dialogue between Anthony and Giuseppe in the closet and mm-hmm. then LTW and Herbert in the bathroom. Like, it was just cool, like, seeing the new characters, like, sort of inhabit... A clever use of yeah, set. Like, yeah, like, inhabit this set that we've known for decades. Um, yeah, it was interesting mm-hmm. and cool, I thought. Do you know what? I've never liked her flat, though, since it got that horrible makeover in the yeah, first Yeah, I'm not film. a fan of that wall. That horrid. wallpaper is, is Yeah, naff. horrid. Um, yeah, mm. and I don't like the new, like, navy blue in the closet. It's a bit, like, it's very made, you know, like, made furniture like mm. sort of circa 2017 yeah just not very no. nice i i look forward to seeing what lizette does with it presumably she will be redecorating it very quickly. well someone someone commented on our instagram post about it being renewed for season three which made me laugh one of mm. our listeners was like don't unpack lizette but one of my <laughs> friends was in my messages this week saying that actually they that is one of the things they really liked about the series that once upon a time, Carrie was only able to buy that apartment because of a girlfriend's kindness. And Carrie has paid that favour forward by mm. giving it to Lizette at a very affordable rate. So women helping women. We like that. Yeah, that is nice. And yeah, I, I thought that was a nice touch. Oh, I think she will. So she she made that very clear to Aidan, which is this, whether about the ridiculous new flat, she said, this is not a mistake. Um, So that will be Carrie's... Yeah. Rather luxurious new home. It's rather beautiful, isn't it? Oh, it's stunning. I, it's very up my street if I had millions and millions of dollars. Uh, and yeah, I do really, I have always actually liked, um, I like Lisette. She's one character too many, but she's she's nice. Um, and I've always liked the parallels between her and Carrie, like Carrie sees herself. Yeah. 
her jewelry is fucking horrible. I want to be very clear that butterfly <laughs> ring. Although, I like that she said I'm very was it I'm very literal. I'm like yeah. Oh, I'm yes. hella. I really like butterflies. I'm hella literal. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Just, yeah, okay. uh, which I prefer that reason for wearing that ring rather than oh, it represents my regress. I'm like. Also, when she was like, oh yeah, when I came from to New York from LA, it was super hot. Like I was, I just used to be this model <laughs> in LA, and now I'm a jewelry designer in New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I live by myself in an enormous Manhattan apartment. Oh. I would have bought oh. it a bit more if she'd been like, oh, coming from like um, my trailer park in Wyoming to New York. That was tough. Like, yes. not, you know, okay, like. But right. we know she had her career as a model in LA first, although models don't really live in LA, but okay. <laughs> um, sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yes, anyway, um, let's take a little break. And then afterwards, we will get back to the delicious serving platter the delicious tasting menu the the plots that we got for the other characters yes um don't move a muscle say hello to a new era of mental health care cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100 online You'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. Welcome back. So I got to thinking. We are at Carrie Bradshaw's Last Supper. 
even though that woman will be having many more suppers in season three. Um, okay, so everybody goes on to Carrie's and we get these delicious little of um, plots for everybody carried over from last week. We pick up right where we left off. Um, I must say my favourite part of this episode was Charlotte's speech to Harry before yes. they get for dinner when Hangover Charlotte tells Harry to shut the fuck up. Yes. But in fact, you're doing the bare minimum of what I and other women have been expected to do around the house for years and years. Yes, Charlotte. Yes, it's true. I've had this conversation. <laughs> I don't think Max doesn't listen to the podcast. It's fine. I don't think Max <laughs> realises how much management goes into running this house. <laughs> and it's a management role Being a woman Is being a project manager mm. And every woman in the world Listening to this podcast <laughs> has just said Yes, because that's true Because even very often Even, and don't get me wrong Max does a lot Max does his fair share But I have to delegate it <laughs> So I'm managing it And it's that management. And so Harry's saying, I can't do this, not recognising that Charlotte is managing those tasks. So even though he's doing them, Charlotte is having to kind of schedule it. Like, you need to be here to get Lily at this time. Mm. You need to be here to get Rock at this time. And it's so much brain work. So even if you're not physically doing it, you're still, your mind is still on that job. You know, yeah. Thinking about how it might pan out. Um, and just Harry Harry not recognising that Charlotte has been doing all these things for years mm. And now they have to share more, you know Or hire someone Yeah Is the alternative Housekeeper How A housekeeper They need a housekeeper basically Hire the Irish nanny The lovely Irish housekeeper Hire Magda Oh Magda's gone Oh, Magda died. Yeah, Magda, yeah. Magda died. Um, oh, I don't know why I laughed at that. Um, <laughs> I'm just delir- I'm delirious. Um, yeah, Dylan has COVID. Let's let him off. Let's let him off. And just like what, that. What a time. What a, what a week to what be in. Week. It was so nearly the last ever episode again. Samantha Jones and COVID. Um, and then, yeah, so I completely agree. It was my, This was my highlight of the episode. And also, actually, of the season. I feel like... Charlotte, what they've done with Charlotte's character. There was a bit of inanity at the start, mm-hmm. but they've really the done... Mom- the momager plot. We could have lived without the momager plot. Yeah, we could have lived without her running through the snow to get condoms. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've really done the character, not just the new iteration of Charlotte, but the old iteration of Charlotte. They've really done her justice, completed yeah. by when everyone goes around the table saying what they're letting go of. And Charlotte says limits. She's letting go of limits. Yes, Charlotte. Amazing. Love that. Although, again, what else is there to do with Charlotte? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, okay. And you do sometimes, I'm sorry, but you do have to sometimes say, what story is there left to mine? You know, this isn't a show like Doctor Who where you can reboot it every six years or whatever. You know, this... Mm. How much plot is there left? And other than, um, I mean, there is still elements of aging to address, you know, which is death and dying. But that's kind of, we've kind of addressed that with Big, I guess. But um, I was speaking to my friend James about this, because who's a big fan of the of Sex and City. Um, yeah. And we were talking about, we were bitching about Desperate Housewives. 
um, mm. and saying it really lost the thread after like season four. Um, mm. Just because they, it's like with these network shows, it's like 24 episodes, 10 seasons, like you run out of steam. Um, and he is a big Buffy fan. And he said, Buffy's mm. a great example because of its, of, of, of a show that managed it because of its monster of the week format. So like every week yeah. you've got like a different sort of antagonist in the form of like a literal monster or like a, mm. a different story every week. And the original Sex in the City was kind of like that as well. There were like men of the week or like a theme of the week. Yeah. But and just like that doesn't feel like that. It's much more like flowing. Like yes. it's much more uh, continuous. Well, that's because they've, they've generated all these new characters to be able to have these running threads. Yeah. Um, so that you don't need to really pull. So what about fetishes what about threesomes you know mm. because actually maybe the the original six season run and we've noted on our podcast that carrie asks the same questions over and over okay? yeah and by the so, time um, you get to like the hundred you know there are a hundred over a hundred mm. episodes of sex in the city inevitably you're gonna have to come around again to some of the same things mm. so that's why from just like that they didn't they're not revisiting old plots so much as they are creating new characters which generate plot um yeah so for example, let's deal with one now. Anthony taking it up the butt. Yes. What? What? In my butt. Can you remember that from years and years? I do. I do yeah. vaguely. Yeah. Um, also, Nicki Minaj like, I got a big fat ass. Mm-hmm. Um, I did <laughs> the line I laughed at the most this episode is when Giuseppe, credit to the actor, keeping a completely mm-hmm. straight face, says, "This is about more than your ass." shout out to him i'm not sure how i feel about his somewhat manipulative well i'm just going to move back to rome because anthony won't say he loves me or give me his ass uh yeah "Mm, this feels a little ultimatum we don't like ultimatums yeah that's true actually and you're right slightly slightly um uh emotional blackmaily um Mm. speaking of giuseppe i from our podcast account followed Sebastiano Pigazzi, the actor, mm-hmm. on Instagram. And his Instagram is an absolute treat. It's just him in Rome or in waterfalls in like various states of undress or like high fashion. And it's it's a treat. So Oh, there you go. Tre- out, treat yourself. Not, not my not my type in the least, <laughs> but fill your boots, <laughs> girls and gays. Um, um yeah, with them. Okay. Uh, was there anything else with them? I, what, what made me a bit sad as well is Anthony did not look like he was enjoying taking it up the <laughs> Yeah, and that final <laughs> At all. I was waiting for the moment when all of a sudden he'd go, ooh. Yeah. But no, he just looked horrified. And then I did laugh at, like, it was very Michael Patrick King, like, the open, overflowing tub of boy butter by the bed. <laughs> like, just... Oh, is boy butter, like, lube? Is that... Yeah, it's sort of like, um... It's sort of lube. It's sort of like the consistency of Vaseline. It's that kind of thing. Oh. But you use it as, yeah, it's, it's it has the same function as lube. Is it as good as lube? Uh, I've never used it. I think it's quite an American thing. Oh. Liquid Silk listeners. I've oh. told you once. I'll tell you again. Oh, yeah. The one. Shout out to Liquid the Silk. The one. The best. It's the Rolls Royce of lube. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> what else? What else? What else? So, okay, that's them. Anthony lets Giuseppe in his butt. Well done. We've resolved it. But I did love Harry dealing with Anthony's. Anthony needs to talk about his ass virginity. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Yes, Harry. Yeah. And 
Evan Handler, the most game actor yeah. working in television. There is nothing that actor will not give it his absolute all for. And it does make um, me it does make me laugh. I really like Harry's character because much mm-hmm. much like the viewers, he's in a constant state of just bemusement at what's happening around him. <laughs> like what? No, I know they need plots. I know they need plots for season three. But if they kill Harry Goldenblatt, if they fucking do that. Absolutely we not. We riot. So that is when we march. That is when we take up arms. That's when we go full Capitol Hill. Well, <laughs> listeners, what do you think is going to happen? Message us your predictions because we've got no fucking idea. I, I literally could not tell. I've got no idea. Uh, like Lily, Lily presumably will fuck off to university. I don't know. I'm going to go with the Jenny Schechter storyline for for Carrie potentially. Maybe, yeah. Um, I can see that happening because they like they like Meta, don't they? And there's plenty, mm-hmm. there's plenty as the L word did actually. There's plenty of opportunities for Meta with that kind of. But story it was line. a mistake. Season, you know, again, the L word only managed three reasonable seasons before yeah. it went into absolute batshit. Territory. Yeah, it went wild in um, like was it season five? The um season four was when Jenny Schechter kills a dog <laughs> to get yeah. revenge yeah. on a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, season four was when it jumped the shark, basically. Yeah. Um yeah. anyway, let's move moving swiftly on. We yeah. have we have 93 characters to get through. Yeah. I thought they were about to write out Nia Wallace. I thought she was about to be shipped off to another part of the United States. Yeah. You know when she gets, is it like a promotion or something? Um, oh yeah, yeah, at uh, Columbia. Because bless, God love her. And Karen Pittman. She's great. Is really dignified, great actor. She's so good. But she has done nothing. Like, yeah. that character is not I was, anybody's favourite. I was thinking on my walk uh, a couple of days ago, um, when I was thinking about the show, it is a failure on their part. Like part of the goal of the reboot was to sort of make repairs on the original show for not having developed characters of color um, mm. and uh, and black characters. And yeah, they failed with Naya. They've done her a, a disservice. So hopefully she'll be more developed next season. Yeah, I think that there was some bits and bobs. The fact that she sat out two of the 11 episodes speaks volumes. Mm, and was really not in, didn't get much airtime in the ones she was in, really. No, the, there wasn't, other than the fact that Miranda is inexplicably still sleeping in a single bed yeah. in her flat, bizarre. Mm. Um, which I cannot fathom, but um, yeah. Um, let's pivot from Naya, who, again, ended up with Toussaint. We talked a bit about Gary, is it Durden? Being a little bit problematic. Yeah. But okay, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> he was arrested years and years and years ago. I don't know. I leave that one up to you. Listeners, it's between you and your conscience as to what you think about him, especially with everything that was going on with Chris North. Yeah. But um, great. Naya... Gets to cook dinner for a chef. Um, Miranda, who gets some lovely stuff. Again, everybody's favourite, Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. Loved her reconciliation with Steve. Yeah. Yeah, it was lovely. Oh, she was there very early in the morning. If we're, fo- if we're following the timeline of the day, um, either Charlotte slept in very late or Miranda went to Coney Island <laughs> like, very early. Like One of those two things is true. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Coney Island looks lovely on the yeah. those those good HBO cameras. It looked stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, lovely dialogue. Um, and she finally, we finally get a bit of justice for Steve. She says, you were, for Steve. you were smart about us buying the house and moving to Brooklyn when we did. And he was like, yeah, we wouldn't be able to afford it now. And it was like, mm-hmm. yes, justice for Steve and also justice for Brooklyn because they've slagged off Brooklyn a lot. In, yeah. In but it was, I think... I love this again. Where next? I love this two season journey that Miranda's gone on. Yeah. And it's taken a lot of like a lot of people said, I don't understand why she's not behaving like Miranda because she had a breakdown. She had a midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. Her life was in turmoil. Yeah. She had to find her way back to Miranda. You know, I 10 out of 10 no notes. Yeah. She was acting strangely because she was acting strangely. Certainly um, it's by far the most interesting storyline. Yes. Um, With, without Miranda, I do not see the point of I'm just like that. Yeah. If yeah. I'm honest. For sure. Um, a woman who reached her early 50s had a total crisis of identity as somebody who had quite a big one in my early 30s. <laughs> I'm with you, Miranda. And um, yeah, I think... Um, I loved her, that quite terse conversation with her and Che, with Miranda just saying, we cannot fuck up Carrie's big night. Yeah, it was so, it was so Miranda when she just comes straight in and she's like, hi, we can't ruin Carrie's thing. Like, comes Mm -hmm. straight in. Um, And to to Che's credit as well, Che behaves, mostly. Yep. Yeah. Che apologises for using their love life in their set. Yes. Okay, yes. And there's a meta resolved. There's a another meta moment when Miranda's like, so us, what was all that? <laughs> yeah, a train wreck. And I actually again very on the nose, but I'm not mad at the train wreck allegory, actually. It was yeah. very written, a very written scripted speech. Yeah. But it was an apt one in this case. And it was a train wreck that they both needed to go on to get them where they are now. Um when I saw that Che was at their friend's dinner party, spending, de- deciding to spend their friend's dinner party doing shots in the kitchen with the chef. I was like, oh God, that's me. <laughs> A little bit. Mm. Shades of me in that. Um, <laughs> you're not a Che Diaz. No. 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 Um, <laughs> well, should we do a side note about Sarah Ramirez? having a teeny tiny tantrum on social media. Oh, yes. So we were messaging about this the other day. Mm. Um, and Sarah posted on Instagram uh, quite after, quite long after the fact, if I write about the article that, that they were mm. talking about. Yeah, so I'll just read some of it. They said, uh, so they talk, They addressed this article in which mm. a non-binary... New York, New York Times or we, the New Yorker? We think it was the New Yorker. They don't right. specifically say which one, mm. but there was a particularly mm. damning one about them in the New Yorker. Um, and they say, I'm not the fictional characters I've played, nor am I responsible for the things that are written for them to say. I am a human being, an artist, an actor, and we are living in a world that has become increasingly hostile toward anyone who dares to free themselves of the gender binary. And now, and this is the interesting bit. They say, here are some friendly reminders. I can love women, and I do, while not identifying as one. Feminists come in all genders. When a cis man is in charge and has ultimate control of dialogue, actors say, and you have a valid problem with it, perhaps you should be interviewing him. Ooh. Mic drop. 
<laughs> literally michael patrick king drop in yeah. it yeah mike dropped literally um yeah good for sarah for speaking out yeah i don't know i don't know as an author you don't take on reviewers yeah just, you just it's not the world does not owe you a good review as an artist i also just think you're never as much as they do make some good points in that post unfortunately you're just never going to come across well if you like if you clap back at stuff like it just always comes across as like bitter doesn't it it is and i think and i think there was possibly a, without singling out a non-binary journalist which feels a little pointed and yeah because it can't ramirez be- seems to sort of suggest that just because they non- both went into it in slightly bad faith yeah. but they went in with an agenda and some journalists do and normally you can see them a mile off you know sometimes normally because you've read their past stuff and you just know if if this is someone who is who has very sharp knives and has kind of done sort of hack jobs on people in the past. You just don't agree to that interview. Oh, absolutely. Um, That said, from the line of questioning, Ramirez should have perhaps been aware that there were going to be some criticisms of the way that non-binary identities were depicted in Unjust Like That. Um, But the, what's not quite fair is that Ramirez cannot be solely responsible for being representation. No. Because one character cannot be everything to everyone. And the answer is always more. We just need more. We need more trans people on TV. We need more non-binary trans people on TV. Yeah. We just need more because then that takes the pressure off those one or two people because it's unbearable. It's stifling. And, and you know, you slightly saw that with Pose, which was a show that, was very afraid to be critical of trans characters, mm. you know, and portrayed them as very saintly. And and I think that's why we just need more. That's why I really will never... Euphoria is a show with lots of problems, but the character of Jules in Euphoria, I felt was a much more balanced representation of a trans character in that Jules is kind of a dickhead, you know. <laughs> Jules treats she's also really badly. She's also fucking awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, like, just generally. she's a mess, yeah. you know, because Jules is conflicted and flighty yeah. and contradictory and selfish, gloriously selfish, as only a 17-year-old can be, whereas the characters in Pose were angels placed on this earth to Magical teach fairies. cis people what a trans person is. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and it feels, that's why I will defend Che Diaz. Yeah. Because it feels like Che is not, Che has not been placed on HBO to teach cis people what a non-binary person is. Yeah. And good. Yeah. Because that is crap. Um, so, again, I stand here as somebody who loves to hate che, che Diaz. I completely respect what Sarah Mirez has done with Che. Totally. Me too. Yeah. And like, and also like I was thinking, we love to <laughs> we love to both on this podcast and on social media, we love to like bitch about jokingly bitch about this show. And like mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways it deserves it. But um people have said that we're negative and which we are sometimes I think we're discerning with it. But mm-hmm. also like credit where credit's due. Like this show has been incredible at non-binary and trans representation. Like, Che is possibly the most iconic non-binary character ever. There has ever been. Yeah, yeah. and that's no small... That's not not something to be sniffed at. No. So... And obviously with Toby as well, we, we know in a situation where we have more than one non-binary character, which is, again, takes some of the pressure off Che. Um, it would be nice to see a non-binary character who isn't 
you know, who presents as more mask or femme rather than that kind of somewhat stereotypical view of sort of like the sort of the gender fuck yes, kind of I know what you sort mean. of yeah, that's sort of like the uniform, the non-binary uniform slightly. Yeah. But you know I know what you mean. Because non-binary people can present as feminine or masculine, you know. Let's a bit more. More is more anyway. Let's move on because we still we haven't even touched on everybody yet. We've still got ninety three thousand <laughs> characters. Seema and Ravi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That okay. felt very, that in particular felt very hastily wrapped up. I like Ravi. I think, and actually right on Carrie for pointing out, Seema, do you think maybe you're the problem? Yeah, Because I, I think agree. actually the thing that all of Seema's partners have in common is Seema. Yeah. And Carrie confronting Seema about, baby, it's you. Yeah. Like Taylor Swift style, kind of, you're the problem, you're the problem it's you. you. And he literally yeah. said to her when they first met, he was like, look, I'm unreasonable, I'm difficult, and I'm going to be mm-hmm. on my phone all the time. So, uh-huh. and he's a fucking Marvel film director. Like, he's mm-hmm. got one of the most high-powered, high-paid jobs in the world. Like, she kind of needs to expect a little bit that he might be on his phone. Um, although I'm not buying for a second that he would need to go to Cairo to shoot a Marvel film. Those films are all shot in LA, like, with average CGI. Well, it's, um, it's usually Georgia. It's Atlanta. Oh, it? <laughs> in, a, in a big room, basically. Yeah. I'm pleased that Seema didn't run off to Egypt with him. Yes. She's like, I have a job and a life. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, although she did find the time to go to Greece. Yeah. Which... Maybe she swung by Egypt on the way back. I don't know. Yeah, because for a second, I was like, I thought they were going to be on the beach. It would pull out and there were like pyramids and <laughs> not in the background because the pyramids aren't on the beach. But like Oh, that's giving sex in the city too. <laughs> yes. They're walking through the dunes and then in billowing rats. And then like a like, turban comes up over the dunes and it's Samantha. <laughs> no, no to that. So yes, that's fine. Um LTW and Herbert. I believe we had some listener response regarding the abortion that dare not speak its name. Yeah, so let me just read briefly um, a message that, a lovely message that someone sent. We had a few messages from people. Mm. Um, I won't uh, read her name because it's quite a personal message. Um, So she says, I felt really judged by their mishandling of the topic. Lisa's empty caveat of I'm grateful to have the option followed up by I just can't positions her as way above such a quote unquote horrifying action. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of non-depiction of an abortion storyline is a real letdown and just makes people with wombs who have been through this feel shamed. Um, incidentally, I also felt the way they handled it in the original series. Remember when Miranda thinks yeah. about getting one um, was really judgy. But that time, it wasn't about the handling of the pregnant person's experience. In fact, I think the way they positioned it as the option Miranda went for first was really well done, which we Mm -hmm. agreed with, I think, didn't we? Yeah. It was more about Carrie's reaction when Samantha asked her how many she'd had. The horror, she almost spat one out. How very dare Samantha suggest it. As if people who have had more than one are, again, somehow beneath people like her. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if the. I wonder, Dylan, if we are sitting on the precipice of a cultural divide here, which is. Mm. It's been a long time in the in the United Kingdom because obviously this is a very recent development in the Republic of Ireland. Mm. But it's been a very long time since anybody it feels like has sort of seriously debated abortion. 
except for a few really hard right crackpots in the Conservative Party, like Jacob Rees-Mogg, who are actually really still wanging on about making abortion harder to get. Oh yeah, fucking lizard. Very, very recently we had a news story about a woman was tried for having an abortion too late. Yes. um, During lockdown. And it feels like that was the first time in a really long time that abortion has even been in the news. Mm. Whereas obviously Roe v. Wade was like a fucking earthquake in Mm. the United States. But that's why the LTW storyline felt so shit. Just like like I said last week, surely now is the time. And and they they didn't and it has been pointed out on um Deborah Francis White's podcast, The Guilty Feminist Podcast, they didn't even fucking say the word. Yeah. 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 I actually don't know. It would be interesting because we're talking about this in a television context, Mm. it would be interesting to compare like British television shows handling of it versus American television shows. Mm. I don't know actually whether there's been one on, say, EastEnders Coronation Street. Has sex sex education done it? It feels like if they haven't. I'd be surprised. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they Mm. hadn't. Did Skins have one? I actually don't know. I can't remember. So maybe we can do some research and come back to come back on this. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, let us know, let us know because this obviously we're talking about all of media here: the Hollyoaks, EastEnders, Emmerdale. I don't watch any of the soap operas. No. Um, I've only seen season one of Sex Education. Sorry, cast, if you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I can't. Don't hate me. Um, yeah, let us know. What are we missing out on? Is representation any better in the UK or are we being a little overly positive? Anyway, um, I think that brings us to everybody at Carrie's dinner party. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, and yeah, the LTW stuff, good acting from Nicole Larry Parker. Yeah, but again, did did I wish my baby away? So, well, you didn't want it. (laughs) Yeah, I just, (laughs) like, again, um, just, yeah. Mm. Um, Again, we don't have a womb in the room. Yeah, I, I don't know, um, but the, certainly the response from our listeners was yes. a bit shocked last week. I think that yeah. that storyline that there was one thing that they didn't even say the word abortion, but then the rather convenient miscarriage kind of got got the storyline resolved very very quickly. Kind of that said, maybe better that we did come back to it this week so it wasn't forgotten about in the space of one episode. Obviously, Lisa is kind of traumatised by what has happened and yeah. obviously a miscarriage would be traumatic. Yeah. And actually, you know, and actually a few, a couple of listeners did say that as well. They were ah, like, yeah. They Dylan, were... I've thought of one. Um, I Hate Susie season two. I still hate Susie. Or, no, sorry. I Hate Susie too. Um, oh, yeah, the Billy, Susie character played by Billy Piper, Billy Piper yeah. um, has does a self um, at home abortion kit, and it is shown in graphic detail, but in a way that's great. Wow! I I never fully understood how that as again person without a womb here. Yeah. Um. Not yet. You can get a womb transplant now. Can't wait. <laughs> Top of the list. Um. That was sarcasm. Um. I would rather carry shoe in my body than a baby. Um. <laughs> And um, yeah, no, I hate Susie too. Um, Billy Piper, wow. you see her do the whole process, and um, the little the little blobble that flops out. It's really good. Wow! So uh, there we go, Lucy Preble, savior of television. 
um, that is the writer of Succession and yes. I Hate Susie. Good old Billy Piper as well. Always loved. Have always loved Favourite Billy actress. Piper. I think she is our greatest talent and why she isn't at Meryl Streep level, I do not know. Mm. There we go. Um, anyway, Dylan. Mm. Lads, we've now been recording for one whole hour. Dylan, season two overview. Before we go away, what do we think? Let's Let's do a season two overview. Better than season one. <laughs> I'll go first. There you go. Better than season one. Um, I would have been much more um, kind of generous in my praise if it weren't mm. for this L- that we've just been talking about. This LTW storyline. It's really tainted it mm. for me. Bad, bad taste in my mouth. Yes. Yeah. But like I said, I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be too mm-hmm. negative. Um, incredible work from... All the actors, actually, like all yes. the actors have been great. Um, incredible work from the style team, particularly in this mm-hmm. episode, apart from Aiden's coat. But we'll let that one, we'll let that one slide. Um, they've really done an amazing job at recapturing the magic of the original show. I think the style team. Um, Much better, better, funnier, trying less hard with yes. the kind of trying to make sort of sociological points. Yes. Um, I missed Rabbi Jen obviously a lot. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, Where's Rabbi Jen? Oh, she's in. But she's in I don't know if we we didn't need eleven episodes. When you think of some of the cack we've sat through this season, <laughs> so like, like I want to remind you that the Tony Danza plot was this season. Oh God, yeah. Why? That was this year. The pilot was this year. So actually, that and so I will say a lot of stuff could have been cut. Yeah. And I do think I must admit I would have probably cut all the stuff in LA with Miranda and Che. Yeah. Like Miranda litter picking on the beach. Get rid. Why? Like why? Yeah. Running through the snow. Get rid. There was a whole episode we could have cut there. Nothing eventful happened in that snowy episode. I don't think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cut it. Yeah. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. And and so and a part of that would be dare I say it would have been, I think we could have lost Che and Naya. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we needed those two Che working in a vet's reception. <laughs> oh, so there was. I have a question mm, about this episode, just quickly. Yes. Why the fuck was Smoke, who I love, mm-hmm. think he's Jackie's girlfriend? Yeah. Why was why? she at dinner and Steve wasn't? That is... I'm gonna say that Carrie perhaps thought having two of Miranda's exes there <laughs> yeah. was a little much. <laughs> but I was looking forward to that. Like, I was looking forward to, like... Because mm. I just assumed Steve would be there as well. Maybe Steve didn't want to be in the same room as Che. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. <laughs> Remember, Miranda did cheat on Steve. That's true. So. With Che. With Che. Mm. So. There we are. Season three. Listeners. <laughs> season three. Is coming to our screens. Probably. We'll see this time next year. Presumably. <laughs> Although there was quite a significant gap between season one and season two, wasn't there? Although this, when we finished season one, season two had not been greenlit that we knew of. Yeah, true, actually. So it could, it could well be. Although, as we are aware that Sarah Jessica Parker is coming to the West End for the first time. Yes. Um, to do her play. Dylan and I will, of course get tickets whoever is staging that play i think you should give us some comps i mean to the to the come pre- on. to the premiere and one of us can bring a handbag with a massive fringe on it 
and we, we can, will come on a motorbike. We can ride over. Please. We can ride over London Bridge on a motorbike. <laughs> like, make it happen. Whoever is doing the PR, please make that happen. <laughs> um, with me, with my miraculously unsmushed hair, when I whip off the helmet, and I'll wear my. Um, I've got a red silk Prada, not Prada, mm-hmm. but a red silk shirt that I can wear as well. If Prada want to dress us, <laughs> do I'm here for that as well. Um, so I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, so filming can't possibly begin until Sarah Jessica Parker has finished her um, West End run. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll see you same time next year. And we will do it. Of course we will. Of course we yeah. will. Yeah. As long as they're making episodes of television involving Caroline Bradshaw, we will be here to podcast. As long as we as can I... breathe and kneel. <laughs> as... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and... John Dylan, I've kept it together so well. <laughs> Please, I don't want to descend into hysteria again for the second time this season. God, Martin edited out a lot of my hysteria. Um, <laughs> and we're going to have, well, we're going to have a much needed break for a bit. We're we? going to have a break. And because obviously as well, we want to stretch it out. Yeah. You know? Because once we get to the end of the original run, that's kind of, that's kind of it. We, the dream was... We kind of assumed that season two was going to be the last year, and then we would finish on the movie on a high, kind of. But um, <laughs> we'll we will come back and do those last ten episodes of season six. But you best believe we're taking a break now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't don't miss us too much. If you've not read Her Majesty's Royal Coven and the Shadow Cabinet, what are you waiting for? <laughs> fill fill the time between seasons with my novels. Um, I'm gonna eat. We I'm will gonna be eat back. a souffle. Gonna eat a souffle, and we'll be back. Maybe, maybe after Christmas, we'll be, mm. we'll be back with with the back end of season six. Yes, and then Dylan and I will once again discuss what the fuck we're gonna do with those films as well. <laughs> um, until then, look after yourselves. Um, if you're if you're listening to these out of time anyway, I don't suppose it really matters. But um, we will see you soon for the back end of season six with more ridiculousness. Um, until then, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. Subscribe so that you know as soon as we're back. Follow us on at SIGTT podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, you won't miss a thing. And Dylan's amazing memes. Sometimes <laughs> faster than Evan Ross. Sometimes. This last week it was. I was gonna, I was so tempted to post, I took a screen grab of Samantha in the car and I was so tempted to post it right away. And then I was like, no, wait until people have seen it because it's the reveal. Everybody knows she's back. I know, but like, like it's, it's not, the reveal. It's not a surprise, but no, Evan, Evan has agreed to wait. Oh, Evan has, has agreed okay, to wait good. 24 hours. So yeah, good. tomorrow, he's posting tomorrow. I'll so wait, I'll be wait. Be ready, Dylan. I'll wait 23 hours, 20, 23 and a half hours then. <laughs> well, wait, we're six, six, seven hours ahead of him. So. Oh, true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we love you so much. Thank you very much. And we will see you next season for some all new episodes. Until then, bye.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.